the brand. I need more brand in my diet. <laughs> brand. Brandy. <laughs> Raisin brand. Oh, brandy. <laughs> Raisin brand and brandy. On that note, I'm going to have <laughs> some more wine. <laughs> All right, we ready to go? Yeah. Synthaholics. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today we are back on Dune. We are many chapters in now. I don't even know what chapters are because they're not numbered. Nine and ten. Nine and ten. Uh, today we have myself, Aaron O'Brien. We have David Duncan. Nine and, and ten. We have nine and ten. And we have <laughs> the return of Holly Michelle. How was your Welcome. Benny Jesseret training? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if I had been in the Jesuit training, I don't think I would tell you. The cocktease voice. Did you learn the voice? The voice. The voice. That's what I put in our Twitter, that you were away at been a Jesuit training. Too funny. Well, guys, we are now, like we said before, we're on planet Arrakis. And this time, Paul's supposed to be sleeping again. And he's just not sleeping. He's he's an insomniac. This is the second time he's been just laying in bed and just pretending to be sleeping. So <laughs> I caught Doctor Yue looking at me when I palmed the drink, <laughs> the medicine, and didn't take it. He's like General Putin pops. He felt up my butt crack a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Yue, he's the Bill Cosby of Dune. So. Mm. Um, yeah, so Yue gave him some sleeping tablets. Yue. UA, thank you, and he just uh, palmed it. And uh, even when his mom came to check on him real quick, he was just pretending to sleep, so he wasn't really... Paul loves faking sleep. Yeah, he doesn't go to sleep. He's like He's oh. a curious fellow. He's a and rebellious boy. Curious well, George. You shouldn't... Ha- I mean, I don't understand why they're drugging him in the first place. <laughs> I thought that was weird, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's... Uh, he's Although... Although it could be conditioned because UA is, you know, well, we know. He's a traitor. Exactly. So, like, it's probably like he conditioned him to kind of just trust that. Right. Not that it was an untrusting thing, why he didn't take it, but. Right. Moving on. Well, uh, yeah, so Paul decides that he's going to just wait the, uh, the adults out, let them leave, and then he can kind of, like, noop around the palace a little Jerk bit. off of everything. <laughs> oh, God. He's a horny uh, 15-year-old boy. His spice must flow. <laughs> oh, out my dick. All right. So, uh, so we get into this huge... Um, a description about his headboard. It's all carved and there's fish on it and he press buttons and they do weird things like turn on the lights and stuff. So mm-hmm. control ventilation, even change the temperature. Uh, so I need a headboard a like that. I know that'd be pretty cool. Somebody told me they had a headboard with a 
uh, Guinness tap on it. Like <laughs> they built that Guinness. shit. It, like, <laughs> when they're sleeping in bed, they're just like, I need more Guinness. Uh. I woke back up from my drunken stupor. Here's some more Guinness. <laughs> Here's some mm-hmm. more. So, uh, yeah, so that we go into a thing about that. And then, so Paul is getting up and he's kind of like just he looking realizes up. the opportune moment to actually sneak out of his room to go yeah, explore. He's, He's like, I'm going to go and check out some, have some fun, get away from yeah. these boring adults. Mm-hmm. And he finds um, some excitement before he even leaves his room. Yes. So when he's uh, getting up out of bed, what comes sliding out of his headboard is a hunter seeker, which is like weird robotic controlled uh, thing that can, what do they say, get bore it, up his like into your skin it, and like just attacks the nearest vital organ? Yeah, it, it. I'm I'm imagining it like a, just like a needle, and it goes yeah. into your veins, and it finds the nearest artery, and it right. It blood yeah, it says, you. It says, uh, yeah. It's it, this was the description. Um, it's a, ra- a ravening a, a silver of metal, um, a sliver of me- metal gilded by some uh, nearby hand and eye. It could burrow into moving flesh and chew its way up uh, the nerve channels to the nearest vital organ. Mm. (laughs) You mean you don't want to sign up for that? I don't want to do that. I don't need my liver. I don't drink that much. (laughs) Take my pancreas. Hey, if it attacks one of your kidneys, I mean, like, you can live with just one kidney. Uh, It sort of reminds me of that thing that they pulled out of Neo in the first Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean the th- oh yeah the the bug that went to his belly button? Mm-hmm. Yeah, creepy little thing. Uh, so he decides. Uh, so Paul, we learn that, we learn that like all children of highborns are yeah, trained to, to know how this thing operates, what it is. It's apparently like a a common tool for they, assassination. They play with them, <laughs> the inactive ones, as children in their play pens. <laughs> you know, right? They, I bet you they Mobiles do. Of- <laughs> mobiles, yeah, they got yeah, the mobiles like all the different hunter kinds seekers. of hunter seekers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you have uh, to look forward to when you grow up, son. Right? And maybe right. they do. Maybe they have little mock things of what what could happen. You know? Yeah. Um, so he knew what it was, and he knew he had to hold still and uh, figure out how to take it out because if he moved, it was going to find him. And right. then the door opens. Yes, and who is it, Dave? It, uh, he's me, Shadow Maps. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. What you doing? <laughs> hey, Pa, are you still sleeping? Can I rub on your butt? <laughs> so the Hunter Seeker goes right towards her, but Paul grabs it. And he uh, he even knows to uh, make sure that he Bash grabs it. nose and... Yeah, because it's uh, slippery at the bottom. Because it's probably it's got this uh, a, a suspension field that's going to hold it. Yeah, so yeah, so he hits uh, when he when she opens the door, it goes for her. He sees, uh, he grabs the opportunity, grabs Hunter Seeker, and then smashes it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You breaking that thing for me? <laughs> Sound a little more uh, humble, Dave. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shannon Mace doesn't do him. Um, actually, did you read the chapter? I, I did. She's like, well, I guess you can like, have to owe some water debt to you or something. Yeah, she was very thankful. And she decides to tell him something she knows because she doesn't want to be in his debt. Yeah, tell, what, what did he tell him, Dave? 
Your mom wants to see you. <laughs> your mom's looking for you. No, before that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that part. What'd she say? Uh, she basically says, uh, I don't want to have this debt, uh, life debt, because that you saved my life. And and she actually, like Holly said, she was very uh, um, grateful because she he could have just let that go to her and yeah. she would have been dead. But he instead saved her life. And uh, basically saying that you you there's a traitor... Uh, the stranger oh. in your midst. In your midst, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, she, she just, said, I, It's just, since we, we've known that for a while, that, that didn't register to me as new information. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So she That's said, why I didn't um, remember that. He was going to send her away about the, uh, the drone. And she said, before I do your bidding, manling, I must manling. cleanse the way between us. You've put a water burden on me that I'm not sure I care to support. But we Fremen pay our debts, be they black debts or white debts. And it's known to us that you've a traitor in your midst. Who it is, we cannot say, but we're certain sure of it. Mayhap, there's the hand guided that flesh cutter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, like, I, I, I also, Paul kind of knew anyway, because, I mean, the, the first chapter, second chapter, been a uh, lady... Uh, the Bene Gesserit mother was like, "Yeah, your dad's gonna die." So I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they're assuming there's a traitor in their midst. Well, she told him. Think, yeah, it didn't say there's a traitor. I don't know if you thought of that. Yes. No, no, no. I mean, the mother so, didn't say there was, but I'm I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm assuming they're assuming that this is uh, a thing. Since oh, how else would he get killed, or how else do they so, know he's gonna die? Well, there could have been a lot. Of, it could have been booby traps. Could have been lots of things that could happen. Booby. So. Well, we learn in the in the next chapter that they think it's a companion or lieutenant. Yes, but that's exactly. speculation. It's not from the all mother. It's not from Jessica. It's just some some scribblings from a an inside person. Right, well, I mean, right. I, I understand that, but because the Reverend Mother knows, and because Jessica knows, and Paul knows, I'm assuming they're assuming that it's a traitor. Right. Because exactly. I mean, uh, that's that's just. It's a lot of political maneuvering in Dune, so I mean, it just, it just, that's the logical thing to deduce. Well, I mean, there's, there's different options there, but True. anyways, we, we, um, uh, so, so yeah, so she gives him that information, and Paul's like trying to process that, that basically there is a traitor if, if she's telling the truth, and then um, she says, uh, you know, she wants, he has to find his mother, and that uh, she's in the weirding room. So he's like, what is a weirding room? (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to find out what the weirding room is. So the next chapter, we uh, go to uh, Lady Jessica. She is, after she leaves uh, UA, she's going through uh, the palace and she comes upon uh, this oval door. And it really goes into depth about this palm thing and how she knows how to pick the lock with her palm. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I didn't really pick up on all of what the. Yeah, she's she's like, oh, it's a palm scanner, and there's a way to get around it, and you put your hand on, but then you press in a certain manner, and then you slide it to the left, and shake it to the right, and, and slam your body down, and wind it all around. <laughs> <laughs> she's the original Spice Girl. Slam your body down and wind it all around. I tell you what you want, really, really, really want. Tell you what you want, really, really, really want. Yeah, your shadow mapes. Shadow Nobody mates. wants to dance. You want to see my old floppy boobs dance? Yeah. I'm the real <laughs> spass girl. Hey, 
who knows if she has floppy boobs. She could be a very small-chested woman. She's a well, very old, small-chested, flabby, yeah. <laughs> but we know her blood coagulates very quickly, so. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, her boobs are way smaller since Lady Jessica cut them both off. She didn't cut them both no, off. No, I know, I know. Hydrating. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So uh, she she gets into this door and she uh, finds out there's an airlock. So then there's like a the door on the opposite side is got like a a wheel like a valve to open Frank up. Curtain. Yeah, and it and there's there's signs that can, uh, apparently that uh, how it's is his men has been through there and kind of like scanned the room for anything that might be dangerous. So it it has his like approval has like a seal or something on the doors and basically knowing that. Uh, they've been inspected. So yeah. So she opens this uh, airlock, and in there is a giant greenhouse, uh, plants, uh, different, uh, all sorts of plants, and a fountain. And the the glass has been tinted so the Arrakis sun looks yellow. Uh, yeah. So it's she's kind of like oh, I don't know, in wonderment and kind of freaked out at the same time. It seems like like wow, this is like really crazy because she realizes how much water this room must take mm-hmm. you know and how you know precious water is so it's 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 uh it's very it's very decadent so as she's going through uh this this greenhouse area she comes upon a note and it's from uh margaret lady fenring and it the note reads to lady jessica may this place give you much pleasure as is given me uh, please permit this room to convey a lesson we learned from sa- uh, the same teachers. The proximity of a desirable thing tempts one to overindulgence. On that path lays danger. Uh, my kindest wishes, Margaret Lady Fenring. So, so she knows that Fenring is a uh, Bene Gesserit, So she starts due to that phrase at the end. Yes, and she knows that uh, she's got. Uh, she, there's a hidden message within there, and uh, on that, and the the keywords are on that path lies danger, and so she starts going looking for a secret code of dots, sort of like a uh, Morse code, I guess. But I'm I'm sure it's not Morse, but it's probably some Bene Gesserit code. Yeah, like like Braille or something. Mm-hmm. And she starts going through, and she's looking for on you know, on the edge of the notepad. She's uh, looking uh, under the paper and everywhere else, where she finally finds it on a uh, leaf that's uh, hanging nearby. over over the desk or something. Right, and kind of desk, uh, but... and this is when she starts. It's a very long, very long message, actually. Yeah, to but be written a... on the stem of a. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> exactly. It must be a long plan. So the the message reads: Your son and the duke are in immediate danger. A bedroom has been designed to attract your son. The H, which means Harkonnen, uh, loaded with uh, death traps to be discovered, leaving one that may uh, leaving one that may escape detection. Um, and then it goes on to say, uh, I do not know the exact nature of the menace. But it has something to do with the a, a uh, something to do with a bed. A bed. Uh, the threat to uh, your duke involves uh, defection. Uh, if, I'm sorry, I just lost my place. It involves defection of a trusted companion or lieutenant. The H plan to give you a gift. Uh, as a gift, yeah. Gives you a uh, as a gift to a minion. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, this conservatory is safe. Forgive that I cannot tell more. My sources are few, as my count is not uh, is not on the pay of the H. 
in uh, in haste mf so uh so when all of a sudden you know just uh lady jessica's freaked out because she knows paul's in danger and she's going to go running towards paul to find out if he's okay but then paul jumps through the airlock right then and he still has the hunter seeker in his hand he hasn't let go of it because he's afraid that still might be acting and uh so uh, basically they start exchanging information so Paul thrusts it in the water to destroy it, and then they yeah, start I, casually yeah. discussing what is happening. Yeah, I know. All that poison now is in that water. <laughs> and uh one of the uh, one of the guards come and you know they come to collect them. And also at the same time, Shadow Mapes comes as well, doesn't she? She shows up again. Yeah, she does. Um, does she? she I don't think she shows up after Paul is there, but no, she did but, call up to Jessica before Paul. I before she discovered him. With that, what, does this like happen before uh, Paul? The attempt on Paul or after? I I assumed that it was like while that was happening. <laughs> So Maybe like, Shadow like, Mapes has is a twin also named Shadow Mapes. I feel, I feel like Shad she Mapes, was Shad Mapes Shad one and Shadow Mapes two. I feel like she was there right before. Like both storylines started at the same time, so like each chapter chapter started at the same time, but then kind of ran together. Um, yeah. But it was weird because it was almost like it should have. You know, in a movie, it would have been like. Five minutes prior. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I kind of thought happened. Like, this just happened just before everything happened with Paul. So Lady Jessica leaves uh, Paul and Yui and starts walking uh, down and finds this greenhouse conservatory. And that's when the uh, shadow mapes finds her. And then she goes to see Paul. Paul gets out, gets, takes care of the hunter uh, seeker. And then um, Paul goes to find his mom. So, mm. and then from there uh, they so they kind of speculate on who, who this traitor could be because uh, shadow mapes told Paul. And then, uh, you know, obviously Jessica just found this message and you know, Paul doesn't actually tell Jessica. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's holding it back weird? the whole time. Yeah, he's yeah. holding it back. It's really odd. Like, why would you just tell your moms? Yeah. It's odd that he holds a lot of things back. What if my mom's trying to kill me? No, I think he's just, I just think he's curious. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't you be more like, I think I should tell somebody this? It's weird. It's an odd This thing. would have been the perfect time. Yeah. Say, well, Mapes just told me this, but he still, he didn't even know who she was. So maybe he needed more time to consider what this random person had said. Right. It's housekeeper. <laughs> right. The housekeeper. Uh, and then uh, also the guards say that they did find the person operating this, but then I think he said that we were too rough with them. So yeah. they just killed him. <laughs> killed the, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they think this, it was uh, somebody from, uh, House of Trades was so it wasn't like it was somebody that was like part of the guard or part of the soldiers there. No, no, I'm sorry, it was a Fremen. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, he was a Fremen, and he was in a clay pot. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> that just had a Fremen roll. <laughs> he was in there for months, apparently, and I'm just like, well, I mean, they can live uh, without water, and if he's in a, if he's in a still suit, still suit. I mean, he could drink his own water and stay in there for... The Iraqi and Oompa Loompas. I mean, he didn't didn't have to deal with the sun at all. Okay, I'm so hungry. Right. (laughs) Can I get a burger? He had Elven bread. My iPad doo-doo water. Elven bread. 
More Lambus bread. And so, yeah. uh, and then uh, the guards come to take uh, take Paul to the Duke. So and that's where we're kind of and we end this. Bring me before the Duke. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so very interesting. Obviously, the attempt on Paul's life, and uh, this first time we've really seen any violence uh, towards the family with the Harkonnens. And uh, still, like, a lot of, like, cloak and dagger espionage going on, you know, with Lady Jessica finding notes and and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. it's all very interesting. Cool stuff. Uh, any other thoughts about these uh, two chapters? Mm. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, We're just building toward the uh, rising action. I, it's still going to be building toward, because I'm, I'm much further than this uh, listening to the book and, like, it's still kind of setting things up. It sets mm-hmm. things up for a while, still. Oh, yeah. book one goes for a while, and it's still yeah. a lot set up, yeah. Um, I really like that at this point we're starting to see the drought and how at least our the characters that we are reading from their point of, point of view, uh, they're aware of it, and they are cognizant of it. Mm-hmm. And... That's really, I mean, not a whole lot happens in this, this whole, these whole two chapters probably takes like four minutes. Yeah. If you were to convey, like if you were to reenact it, it would be like four minutes long. It wouldn't be very long at all. Right. Um, So not a whole lot happens, um, but it gives you, you know, again, you see he's very astute. He is very aware and Jessica, the lady Jessica, um, it brings up things about, you know, oh, well, wow. Well, you know, he married his lady. Like, yeah, I know. I, that's and still she's a little bitter about head. it. Yeah. She's still yeah. bitter about that. Why can't he do marry me? Yeah. Um, so, like, there is a little bit of, like, a flash of anger we get to see out of her. I don't know. It, it It's fun. I liked the, I liked the chapters and um, yeah that's, I don't really have too much to say other than that because not a whole lot happened. Um, I think it's cool the way they set up this bed to mimic you know fish water. Um, obviously they knew they were coming from a planet that was abundant of water and right right exactly. So like the room was designed to attract Paul so it had all these gadgets and. And crannies, you know, the closet with gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Aplenty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was just like, I like like that he set it up in such a way that it was just clever. Yeah, no, it was very, uh, yeah, there to entice a 15-year-old kid to be like, ooh, that's cool. So, yeah. Anything from you, Dave? Yeah, it's just pretty straightforward. Uh, a couple episodes. I'm just glad Shout Out Mapes is still around, you know. <laughs> yeah, I had the Cartman. <laughs> hey, Dave, uh, is, correct me wrong, but doesn't, I, I think, I can't remember because, I, I, you know, it's been a while since I read this, but doesn't Lady Jessica decide to get rid of that conservatory later on, like in a couple of chapters? Um, Does she give an order about that? I, I sort of remember. The, they I had to leave the house. Well, yeah, I don't remember because I, I mean, I'm I'm a couple of chapters ahead where they've like gone done the 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 first spice expedition and they're yeah, they saw the yeah, worm yeah. sign and then and then Duncan Idaho's drunk and she's yelling. And that's when I stopped. That's as far as it was just right after that. I think. Okay. I don't well, think maybe she, I, I don't think maybe, she's given the order yet. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I sort of remember her make giving that order. I just it's been a, it's been a while, so. 
Um, it's it's not a, it's not a huge deal. It's just like something she kind of because she realizes that that symbolizes a lot of water, and uh, even the shadow mapes when she showed up, she kind of looked at that place with disdain. Yeah, that, that she was like, oh, you're, I mean, you're, you're gonna throw all this like people could be like this could you know keep people alive. Thousands I'm literally I'm literally like three pages from book two. And I don't remember her I could be wrong having it destroyed, that. but you know, there's a whole lot of whole lot of shit that's going to go down about uh, people accusing people and distrust and having to get out of the home. And so maybe she planned to, but I just don't remember that that happened. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. <laughs> <laughs> who shut down who. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, cool stuff. So, yeah, and then, um, uh, next chapter we'll get, uh, in with the Duke and, uh, you know, what's going on with him and then, uh, uh, meeting with, uh, Duke, uh, uh the Duke's men and, uh, how it's, uh, plans and everything that, you know, from, for running Arrakis, so. Or men in tights. Men in tights, exactly, so. Tight still well guys i hope you're enjoying this we're having fun talking about dune and uh there'll be many many more chapters to go so hopefully you've picked up your copy of dune and you can read along with us and enjoy our um basically book club and talking about the whole book so come back next week and we'll talk about more spicy stories from dune 11 and 12 (laughs) Yeah, I gotta start numbering these things. I can't remember. It's crazy. Yeah, they they should have numbered them. I mean, I, they probably. I mean, Frank Herbert probably did not anticipate that there was going to be a podcast going over two episodes at a time. Or he probably two, wouldn't even know what a. He probably didn't even know what a podcast was. No, so I mean, it's not ideal for what we're doing. But I, as far as book one, book two, book three, I mean. It doesn't necessarily need to be um, numbered, but for a book that has a glossary and index in the back, there's just no room for... Here's an index of chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, yeah, chapter I, I can't be bothered to put a one in front of the chapter, <laughs> and two in front of the next chapter. These too guys. Much, takes too much forethought. These guys, these crippled hands from arthritis have typed enough. <laughs> Don't ask no. me to type. He's too busy typing spoilers in the front of every chapter instead of oh. typing like the number or what chapter it is. I don't. So I don't think there's spoilers. Hold on one second. I mean, there's uh, stuff that happens later on. Grab Heretics of Dune, which is book sixty-four. <laughs> no, it's like book five, four or five. Um, let's see if these ones are numbered. Oh. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> this is how he rolls. All right. No chapters for for us. <laughs> well, I think we'll probably do at least the first three Dune books, maybe. I don't know if we're going to go too much further than that. Well, let's see how this all goes. <laughs> see how people like we it. Might, we, we, we might want to change up a book once in a while, but we'll see where we're all at. All right, guys. Well, if you have different thoughts, if you have corrections or something you want to tell us more, you can always contact us at our um, Facebook uh, page at um, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash Synthaholics. You can contact us there. If you want to email us and you want us to read your email on uh, on the episode, we can do that. Just give us your permission. You can email us at Synthaholics at Yahoo.com. You can also tweet us at Synthalic Duo. And if this show is something you feel like you want to support, please go to our Patreon, Patreon forward slash Synthaholics, and you can uh, donate there. We appreciate it. All right, guys, until next week. 
the spice must flow. Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink. Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink. And we'll cry till we laugh. And we'll both shit our pants. You're the best drinking friend I ever had. Flow, baby, flow. Just go and spice out. Guys are funny. Yeah. All right. <laughs> do, do, do.